0: what is going on brothers of discussion listeners it is episode 32 this is big kevin fanboy dave coming at you we are just a few weeks from wrestlemania and i know we were off air last week and we do apologize i have a lot going on and uh fanboy dave as you know i'm i'm moving out of the austin texas area i took a job in south south uh, texas in corpus uh christy um just had a calling to get back into the athletic field and I'm going to be the uh, assistant athletic director there in Corpus Christi ISD. So we're going to make the move, man. And I uh, do. How, how
1: am I barely find out about this. I'm just oh. joking. <laughs> no, I mean, if you've been listening since uh, day one, like the USO say, you know, Big Kev had been coaching and he thought about doing something a little bit different. But just like any true coach or anybody, true professional athlete, you just get that itch. And, you know, the. The powers that be, were just calling you and now you're going to go do some good things out there in the Corpus Christi area and to mold young people, which I know that's one of your big passions in life is to seeing young people succeed in not just sports, but in life in general. So kudos for you to get back into what you do best.
0: Yeah, man, opportunity came up and man, I'm going to hit the ground running. I'm going to be hosting the UIL regional tennis tournament for the 2As and 5A high schools. If those are in Texas, know what 2A and 5A mean. It's just basically the student enrollment of a high school. So I get to do that, which is kind of cool because right after that is the state meet. So I get to host a big time uh, competition for tennis wise. And then I get to host the district track meet, which is kind of cool. Um, what is really cool is SmackDown's kind going to come through town. And so I'm putting that uh, on my calendar, April 28th. They're going to be in Corpus Christi for a live taping there. On Friday Night SmackDown.
1: Hey. Look at that. The fix was in. I'm You're telling you, man. And, and um, WWE is like, oh, big Kev from Bros of Discussion. Going to be down there. Let's have a show.
0: Let's do it, man. Hey, you know what was also big news was this past week, we got Rey Mysterio announced as the WWE Hall of Famer of the class of 2023. Your thoughts on this move uh, pretty quick. It's kind of like Edge. He got inducted, and then all of a sudden he was wrestling. This is kind of one of those situations where it's a rare situation. You have an active wrestler um, that gets inducted. Uh, your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, I mean, it's a, a great accomplishment uh, to any WWE superstar for the time and um, what they've brought to the business. It's always, you know, you leave it in a better place than when you started. And this is huge for Ray, but not only for Ray, but and I know we will talk about it, but we'll talk how it even helps Dominic's heel character to even get more heat about, you know, how he's been talking about, you know, uh, that Ray hasn't been a good father and this and that. And I know we'll go more in detail when we talk a little bit more about SmackDown, but huge opportunity for Ray in most people's mind, the greatest luchador to ever don a mask. Um, of professional wrestling, uh, because you know the mask is really huge and respected in Mexico, and basically, everybody who sees that mask is like, people who know who Michael Jordan is, Hulk Hogan. You see that mask, you're gonna know that's Rey Mysterio.
0: Yeah, big time, man. He started his career in 1989 at age of 14, and he's been wrestling ever since, which is crazy. Uh, that's a long time, my man. That's 30, what, 33, 34 years. He's been in uh, wrestling in some capacity, won the uh, Royal Rumble. He won the uh, championship, heavyweight championship, which is a big deal because especially with Vince McMahon at the helm, as we know, he likes the big guys. But man, did Ray come up with that underground or underdog story rather and uh, won the championship. So, I mean, he's done a lot, especially with WCW back in the day where they had the luchadors on Nitro. And I know I didn't watch WCW much other than listening to Eric's Podcast Eric Bischoff that is, and he t- just talked about how big uh Ray Mysterio and those uh light heavyweights were to add a little piece of a dynamic to the show, and he was well, a big part of that. And well, and, well, and before I cut you off, somebody that helped introduce Ray Mysterio is actually inducting him in the Hall of Fame is Conan.
1: Yeah, Conan, I saw that, but it also shows that the lucha style that was well-known in Mexico, you brought it to uh, a country that was not used to that style of of wrestling. And basically, you made a whole division for cruiserweights and having like the Ultimate Dragon, uh, Psychosis, um, you know, um, some of the other ones, Billy Kidman, um, and even, um, I'm trying to think, Crash Holly. I mean, just a bunch of, wrestlers that got to do this from Rey Mysterio bringing this mexican style to the states and even though it was in wcw they started it there and then you just grew and then wwe took it to another level of um action uh, for people to see these great uh maneuvers that we never saw prior to uh cruiserweight division
0: yeah man chris jericho fought down there i mean several wrestlers fought down In Mexico. I know your favorite wrestler in Mexico was uh, Nacho Libre, but we won't talk about him. Nacho! Hey, man, talking about a return, just excitement. Let me talk about a return, and that is the one John Cena made his in-ring, I wouldn't say debut or re-debut. He was in the ring, and he stood toe-to-toe with Austin Theory last Monday night as advertised And we're going to get to see John Cena officially booked for WrestleMania, taking on Austin Theory. How do you like his reaction to the crowd there in Boston? Uh, Is this a good move uh, overall for Austin Theory to uh, go one-on-one with John Cena in this game, or is his age in this day and age? Um, Your thoughts on this match?
1: Well, according to John Cena, this is not a good move no matter if Austin Terry wins or loses. Because basically, um, people are saying on social media that John Cena buried theory. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are, but I, I'm real intrigued to see what you think. But John yeah, I called Cena, the promo me, at, at before hey, we left. Cut me off. Let me finish. Oh, my it. bad. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, John Cena did get the, um, I would say, the battle of the promos. But Austin Theory got that one about his bald spot and John Cena took it in stride. But I I don't know. I mean, you know, some people say that John Cena has buried talent in the past. I don't believe so. I think this can only help Theory in the long run. But I want to get your take on this because uh, do you think John Cena is there to bury Theory? Because it looks like John Cena has no interest to fighting Theory at WrestleMania and that he's just going to do it just to be there for the fans since he said he does listen to the fans.
0: Yeah, I think part of it's him being there for the fans, but I think also put him over. If you look at Austin Theory's body of work going from NXT to here and just how he's built, he looks like a young prototype, John Cena, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And I think he is trying to put him over. And because John Siri is quote-unquote burying him, it's going to be, make it that much more for Austin Theory when Theory – raises his hand over John Cena. I think Austin Theory is going to get the win. I think he's going to get the rub on John Cena. I think it's good for WrestleMania. It's definitely good for the ticket sales. John Cena is a great performer. He's very robotic in the ring in the sense that he's kind of like a Bret Hart, right? he's got move A, B, C, and D, but it's very clean. It's called um, the
1: five moves of doom, brother. That's it,
0: man. The five dooms of, (laughs) of doom. Yeah. So... I think it's still good. Uh, you know, you have to have, especially with WrestleMania, you have to have some name recognition. And and what bigger name than John Cena? I know Stone Cold's been thrown out there, The Rock has been thrown out there, but when you talk about uh, not Rushmore as the people that have moved the industry, John Cena is on top of that list as well.
1: Yeah, you're totally right. Um, he is, and he's still keeping the streak alive. But uh, this will be uh, two times. No, no, this will be, yeah, over 2023, I'm sorry. So this will be his match um, that he gets. He had the SmackDown match, and now he's going to have a WrestleMania match. um, And then we'll see where they go from there because John Cena, his movie career is just um, going off the charts right now. So I believe he's going to be maybe not as busy as The Rock, but pretty close or he will not be able to come as often as he would like to uh, be in front of the WWE universe.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's even going to have enough time like Brock does where it's even a part-time schedule. And I don't even think John Cena wants that part-time schedule. You know, um, I think he'll be here for one or two appearances a year. Um, and he still brings that, you know, clout to the WWE when he does come. You know, people want to see John Cena still a uh, good dude. Hey, before we get to Mania, we might have, or maybe – Maybe right after WrestleMania, we might get the WWE sold. Vince McMahon is meeting uh, a first round of buyers for it looks like a type of interview of see who's going to buy this company. And McMahon is trying to get nine billion, as we reported a couple of weeks back, nine billion for this company. Um, it's a little premium uh, based on the valuation of the stock, and and that's how they they figure what the what it's worth. Uh, people are saying anywhere really from, you know, six, seven million frame is, is kind of a high point, but $9 billion. And of course, fanboy, you think this is all just a rib on on everybody else. Vincent Mann is not going to really sell the company here.
1: Oh, no, he's just going through the motion. I mean, Viz, like what Brock does, what he wants to, uh, he um, basically is. Just going to do this to, I guess, um, to stroke his ego and just see what kind uh, of offer, whether if it's Disney or if it's Comcast or uh, NBC to see um, what they're trying to give out there. But at the end of the day, I'm saying Vince still holds all the cards and he's not selling.
0: You don't even think if the price is right, Vince will not sell?
1: Well, his price is $9 billion.
0: Well, we'll have, uh, yeah. Do you think someone's if someone offered that, you think he's not going to sell it still?
1: If somebody offers that, but the only people that could offer that is the uh is the Saudi team, and that's going to be a huge backlash. No pun intended. And Unless it's
0: a joint venture, maybe.
1: Maybe, but if if it is that, um, you are going to have certain wrestlers that are not going to want to wrestle under that ownership and you will have people in which Vince is a smart man because we've talked about it. it even with uh, the match uh, the with um, Bray Wyatt in LA Knight, the Pitch Black match by Mountain Dew, you're going to have sponsors pulling out, and that's revenue. That's money um, that you're banking on because WWE is a hot product right now, and companies want to attach their name to it. They're not going to attach their name to it if it's owned by a Saudi uh, ownership, that's, that's fact.
0: Yeah. I agree. There's definitely some conflict of interest there. Um, and what, what did you think? You know, we hadn't talked about this. I'm throwing these questions at you Fanboy. And that is uh, there's, and you've probably seen it about Vince McMahon getting back in the gorilla, making some decisions creatively. We kind of talked about that was kind of behind the scenes creative a phone call, a text away from triple H, but you know, case in point, a lot of people are talking about Omas specifically. He was off TV when Vince McMahon was gone. And all of a sudden, he's getting a big push with Brock. And a lot of people are speculating that's definitely not Triple H doing that maneuver. And I can't imagine Brock really truly saying, you know what, I want to work with him. But then again, maybe he does because of the size. But your thoughts on, um, and we don't really want to get into the Brock Omas situation as much but just the thought of is vince starting to play the puppeteer when it comes to the creative
1: i mean he might be giving some ideas but i still think triple h is running it um i don't know if you read the report but your boy kurt angle on his podcast said that um you know brock's getting up there you know and not saying that his career is almost over but it might be time for Brock to put somebody over, you know, that's um, coming up in the business. And what better way than to do that with Omos, you know, the Nigerian giant, 7'3", 400 plus pounds. And also, there was also word that Brock didn't want to work with Bray. For whatever reason, they have any beef or maybe he just thinks the whole supernatural stuff is dumb in his eyes. And it too lessen- gimmicky. Yeah, too gimmicky. It lessens his character as being the beast incarnate. And he was just like, no, I'm not doing it. And in that uh, aspect, I get it, you know, because Brock just goes out there, destroys Suplex City at five. Let's go. uh, Like Corey Graves says, Brock Lesnar doesn't get paid by the hour. He goes to dominate and let's get it done. And I think that's why he wanted to work with Omos because it will be a little bit of a challenge, but maybe you see something there that he doesn't see in Bray.
0: Yeah, I agree with all what you said. And the storyline, it makes kind of sense. It's kind of fun to think about the Nigerian giant taking on the beast. You know, it's kind of fun. Also, there is some speculation, which I don't know if this is true or not. But, of course, you know, we don't really talk about UFC much, but John Jones winning the heavyweight championship. There's some talk that do you think Brock could go back to the UFC and fight John Jones for the heavyweight championship? I mean, have you ever if
1: done that? the money's right, but uh, man, I could, I could talk an hour about how the UFC doesn't make any sense. So let me go on this little bit of rant and it's for the UFC fans out there. And I know we got a couple of them that listen, but it makes no sense that John bones Jones is off for three years. And his first fight is for the vacant uh, heavyweight championship. Where's don't you have a top 10? Don't you have a point system? Like, You don't get your first fight of three years and, oh, I'm fighting for the championship. Makes no sense. I get why they do it. He's a name. He's going to put butts in the seats. But uh, if I was uh, in the heavyweight division, I'd be like, I should get my shot if I just had a fight, you know, six or seven months ago. And Jones just comes out um, of retirement or sabbatical and his first fight is for the championship and he wins it. Makes no sense to me.
0: Hey, you know who else comes out of retirement? Trish Stratus. Trish, Trish Stratus this past week on Raw with Becky Lynch and Lita coming out of retirement. The tag team champions, oh, by the way. So uh, I don't know what your uh, you know your battle there is or your comeback on that. Because, look, Lita comes out and all of a sudden she's a tag team champion. So get out of here with that noise. But we got Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus and Lita, of course, is going to take on or they're going to challenge in fact, Damage Control is past Monday night. Um, it's a six-man-woman tag match at WrestleMania, and they accept. So what's your thoughts about Lita and Trish Stratus coming back? How does that differ from John Jones?
1: Well, because Big Time Bex is on the main roster, and so she hasn't been anywhere but the picture against Damage Control. And by the way, I give it to Trish Stratus. I think she has a couple of kids, but Wow. She still looks amazing. And that's 46. why I Stratus Faction. Like, unbelievable. She looks great. Um, yoga, gonna, go yoga ahead.
0: has done that body good.
1: Yeah. Um, But definitely, um I see a swerve coming, potentially. Uh, Trish Stratus, she's never been known to be a face as much. She's better as a heel, just like with Charlotte. But maybe there's a ruse coming where... Trish Stratus may turn heel and cost uh, Becky Lynch and Lita uh, that match at WrestleMania, but we'll talk about that. But three weeks away, so getting closer to that, but no, I'm impressed to see her. She looks in ring shape and I'm ready to see her perform um, at the grandest stage of the mall
0: then you got two Hall of Famers there with Becky Lynch. Man, that is uh, a great – I'm looking forward to that match, actually. I think, I think it'll be fun. Uh, WrestleMania is not a big enough stage, apparently, for the one Logan Paul, who says uh, the stage is just not big enough for him. So, all of a sudden, we get on Raw, Logan Paul knocking out Seth freaking Rollins. And what's up with The Miz kind of playing, you know, in the middle of this? Because didn't we see past SummerSlam – Logan Paul defeating the Miz, and all of a sudden the Miz is it feels like he's helping Logan Paul out. Um, but Rollins, uh, he gets knocked out.
1: You don't get it, Kev. You're not an A-lister, you know, like myself or the Miz or Logan Paul. You can have beef with somebody, but when you're an A-lister, you know, you can just put that aside. So uh, there's no love loss between Logan Paul and the Miz, but strictly professional. Yeah. But they have an enemy in Seth Rollins, so I get why The Miz kind of helped them out. Um, Because, you know, when you run around the circle of A-listers, you just get it.
0: So are you looking forward to this match? I think it's going to be a very athletic match. I think we're going to see something pretty cool. Um, You know, kind of like the Shane McMahon falling off the cage at 32 uh, with The Undertaker. Something spectacular, something like a Jeff Hardy-esque off the ladder, I think we're going to get something pretty neat here between these two, just because they're so athletic and they're willing to risk it for the biscuit, if you will. Um, your thoughts on anything else on RAW that that really stood out to you? I know uh, you know Bobby Lashley delivered a message to uh, Bray Wyatt, calling him out, um, you know, for sending Uncle Howdy attacking him uh, in the past. Do you, are you liking this storyline with Bobby Lashley here is, is, you know, cause we talked about Brock Lesnar didn't want to do it, but you know, obviously Bobby Lashley is a, a team player and company player and, and um he's going to try to make this work.
1: Yeah. um, I mean, Bobby, I mean, if uh we, what we had speculated, I mean, you had talked off the air that Ray's dealing with an injury. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, having Bobby come out and do the things, I mean, it's just helping out with, uh, you know, because we have like a, another two Monday Night Rawls and maybe three, and then we're at Mania. So for him to come out and do the thing just to help out the storyline, and you really don't need Bray there because you can just do what they did when Bobby was talking. You saw the TV in the back flicker, and you saw the Wyatt logo. So you can do things like that. And still uh, get this story um, to play out how you want it to play out. So um, in that aspect, I think Bobby's doing a good job of calling out Bray and saying, like, you're not coming out. Come on, come meet me face to face. So basically saying Bray, scared to come meet him. So yeah, Bobby's doing real well on selling this um, upcoming match at WrestleMania.
0: Well, man, we get um, the bloodline just grows stronger and stronger this storyline. We get Kevin Owens defeating Sola Sakai and disqualification after an interference with Jimmy Uso. Uh, just kind of want to briefly talk about that. But the real big story here is, of course, Zayn confronted Owens about, about that later on. But uh, going back to that storyline... A big part of the storyline exploded Monday night when Sammy Zayn defeated Jimmy Uso and we get Jay coming out, uh, from the crowd, of course. And we get that, uh, you know, he walks up to Zane and he's telling, I trust you. And, and they both hug and Jimmy, his brother is in the ring on his knees, just in disbelief. As Zayn Zane celebrated Jay turned and hit Zane with a super kick. Uh, my goodness. This story is just keeps on turning and turning and it, it, it happened a lot later than we expected. We really did think that this storyline was going to develop in the sense that we're going to get Jimmy and Jay taking on Kevin Owens and, and Sammy Zayn for the tag titles at Mania. Do we still get this? Um, because now we're, we're getting this Kevin Owens and, and Zane kind of not really beefing a lot in a sense that, you know, they're just kind of like, okay, we want to take them down, but Kevin Owens, I want to do it alone. And now with Jay turning on Sammy and keeping with the bloodline, Sammy might not have anyone else to turn to, and hopefully he's going to try to get Kevin Owens to side with him.
1: Yeah, um, when Jay did that super kick, I mean, you could see in the fans that they were shocked. Um, and he's like, you think I would pick you, his family? And, you know, basically Jay saying, like, you know, <laughs> he's my blood. You're not my blood. And, um, you know, they start beating them up and then uh, Cody comes out, tries to save the day and the bloodline backs off, you know, because now uh, Cody uh, is in the crosshairs of the bloodline because he's about to face Roman reigns for the universal championship, undisputed championship at WrestleMania. So bringing Cody into this adds another layer to the already interesting and great, storytelling of the bloodline um going forward
0: well and that's what we get this past friday on smackdown we get rhodes and zane springing attack on the usos and it looks like rhodes is kind of forming this relationship with sammy for sure um maybe cody feels like having sammy in his back pocket um could help him you know kind of keep everyone else off him other than just him and roman um Do you like this setup maybe with Cody and Sammy rather than Kevin and Sammy?
1: I don't know because what Jay said on Friday night Smackdown was very interesting. He said he had to do it. You know, him and his bird been since day one and he blamed Sammy. So then I thought he was going to say blame the tribal chief. So a part of me thinks that Jay came back because Roman had said, if Jay is not back in the bloodline, I'm going to blame Jimmy. So, did Jay just come back to save his brother? And there's still a red herring to come. And Jay still does some way to screw the tribal chief out of his title? I mean, I don't know. Um, It didn't look like it because Sami Zayn started to well in on Jay uh, when him and uh, Cody were in the ring uh, uh, when the Usos were there. So, it's still a lot to digest. And to ponder and I I don't know if Jay's all the way bloodline because when he hugged Sammy before he super kicked him, he told him something in his ear. We don't know what he told him.
0: Yeah, it's a lot to unpack and I definitely feel like it's going to build up all the way to WrestleMania, which is a good thing. It's going to help us keep us, you know, week to week, the fan to tune in. Um, Man, on SmackDown, we had a big match. We had a big time. Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Xavier Woods, Karrion Cross, and LA Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was for the who, to see who the next challenger was on Gunther, and we reported that there was supposed to be a Madison Square Garden match last night at the Garden. Bray Wyatt, as you just reported, was was injured. Wasn't there? They were supposed to have that twenty man Battle Royal that we you know recorded a couple weeks ago about. It looks like they went in a different direction, and we get McIntyre and Sheamus scoring pinfalls and ending in a draw. So it looks like this Friday Night Smackdown, we're going to get Sheamus taking on McIntyre to see who the number one contender is. Gut filling says McIntyre. I think we've seen Sheamus, although they had a fantastic outing at Clash of the Castle and and, uh, even at the Rumble, we got to see them. But something just tells me we'll see McIntyre unless you foresee another draw type fill and we get a three-way
1: it's called triple threat, dude. Well, it's of
0: course, it. yeah. I'm sorry, I had that in my head, but I didn't want to go back. I didn't want to say, you know what? Oh, yeah, triple threat, you jerk. Uh, yeah, I we see. It. No, I know, it's I know. We like give each other, something
1: else. So, we're giving each a other our threat. time.
0: Uh, Mimo, keep your head out of the gutter. Uh, yeah, do we see a triple threat match here, or do you think it's McIntyre?
1: Ah, uh, or Sheamus. Think, well, what well, you could tell from the fans after it was a uh, basically a double pin, everybody was saying triple threat, triple threat. um, And then Gunther was in the back and saying like challenger, not challengers. And uh, the only way that happens is I think when they do fight uh this Friday coming up, that if Imperial comes out and there's a disqualification or they just uh, count, then they'll have to be a triple threat match. That's the only way I can see them putting them both in the ring is if Imperial comes out and jacks with the match. And, um but would I want to see a triple threat? For sure. But it really depends um what uh, Triple H sees for Gunter, because like you have stated uh, last week in previous podcasts, I mean, this dude is a star, and he will be world champion uh, a lot sooner than later.
0: I like the triple threat because we know that Sheamus – is a worker he's been around and him and gunther had a great you know they had magic at clash of the Castle. and with drew mcintyre and seamus's history you know they don't mind welling on each other beating each other up man you throw gunther in the mix man um that would be big time and you almost want to put both all three of them on the card at mania because they're such big stars for the company as a whole um so yeah i'd like to see that to be honest um, a lot of people were talking about this uh Judgment day match. um of course, Dominic was giving his father a hard time, and Judgment Day was in the ring. but we get uh Bruce del Toro. we got Santos Escobar coming down and and uh trying to back up Ray. and we get a match with with your team, ledego de la Fle- fantasma fantasma. I can never met pronounce that. Hey, buddy, you're on mute there.
1: You better learn your (laughs) Spanish if you're going to Corpus. I'm telling you, man.
0: But we get it. That match was fantastic. I I thought it was great. I thought it was a great match, man. Um, Just uh, adds to the mix, adds to the pot, because at least we get somebody that can wrestle and uh, stand up to uh, Ray. Um, Yeah,
1: that match was a phenomenal match. But prior to that match, like, uh, we've been stating about Dominic he's just getting better but what he told his father I mean it blew up Twitter when he said that Eddie Guerrero should have been his dad instead of him Ooh. like man like you're talking about that's that's the haymaker of all haymakers that I mean people are said he's taller he has his hair like Eddie and you could see that Ray was like, "You don't mean that." And basically, Ray still doesn't want to fight his son, and so that's why you get this six-man tag. That was a phenomenal match. So Judgment Day has just been uh, very impressive lately. I mean, we had talked about, you know, Judgment Day was a little stale when Rhea got injured, but ever since she's been back, I mean, they they are one of the teams to beat, and. There's a rumor, and I didn't tell you, but they judgment day is talking about a new member after WrestleMania. So I don't know what's going to go on or who would even want to join the Judgment Day.
0: Oh wow. Keeping that alive, man. Interesting. Um, yeah, that'd be fun, man. Um man, yeah, that was that was SmackDown, man. Things that we get to look forward to tonight, man. Anything that you're looking for tonight on Raw, we have uh, I heard uh, Dexter Loomis and uh Johnny Gargano is going to be teaming up um we got you know are we going to still get some altercation with Brock and uh, uh Omas um you know uh shoot we get Seth Rollins does he wake up from his concussion like you know from last week getting drilled into the mat we got the uh your your boys the models maximum mel models are taking on the OC tonight that's uh, pretty big. We hadn't seen the OC in a while, and we definitely hadn't seen the Maximum uh, Mel models in competition. So we're going to get that tonight. Um, sounds like it could be a packed uh, pack raw tonight. We also get Kevin Owens taking on Solo Sakai. Of course, we had the disqualification there on SmackDown. But we're, it looks like we're getting a street fight tonight. So there's going to be no disqualification.
1: Yeah, and then we got the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes taking on you can't have a WrestleMania in LA without LA Knight.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, rumor has it we get we might get a LA Knight Stone Cold Steve Austin match. I don't know. We'll have to see, man. LA Knight needs to be booked on Mania, so he, he I think he's playing the seed there. You can't have Mania without him, so he might might be planning a seed there. I'm not sure, quite sure yet. Hey, man, we're gonna get Bianca Belair. Um, and Chelsea Green, it looks like we're going to have them one on one. So, that'll yeah,
1: be good because Chelsea really hasn't had any uh, matches. So, we need to see how she can do in the ring, being back in the WWE style type of uh, wrestling. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see what she does against Bianca.
0: Yeah. And I just wanted to mention Gargano and Dexter Loomis is going to be tangling up with the Judgment Day Dominic and Damian Priest. Uh, I didn't want to leave those two guys out. Um, I think Damian Priest does solid work and Dominic's still doing great heel work. Um, Edge is calling out Finn Balor. Um, so we're, it looks like we're going to get Edge and Finn Balor. Man, this is a loaded Raw. And this is a lot of matches that they're releasing beforehand. So it's going to be fun stuff. Hey, man, any uh, anything you want to discuss with Raw?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, we'll, know, we'll. But...
0: We're going to have to take a break, Fanboy Dave. So I didn't mean to cut you off, but we're going to have to take a break when we come back. We'll discuss some more here on Brothers of Discussion.
1: And we are back. And I'm trying to take over because I don't know what's wrong with Big Kev. You know, got a big new job moving the Corpus. And he's just been cutting me off all on this uh, episode of Brothers of Discussion. So I'm going to need him to just slow it down. Like I was saying for Monday Night Raw. Tonight, I mean, I'm just excited just because there was so much speculation, you know, that the WWE Universe was going to turn on Cody Rhodes because they wanted Sami Zayn to be the champ. And I, and I don't know if you saw on Twitter, but like we had stated, they were in Madison Square Garden. And you could still hear the fans like Cody, Cody before his music even hit. So I think um, whether Cody is the one to take a down Roman Reigns, I think that um, um, I think we're in good hands and that the fans will not turn on it like when it happened with Daniel Bryan. So going on to Raw tonight, I really believe that Cody is going to get a huge ovation tonight, even though he's fighting L.A. Night. Um, and will the bloodline try to interfere? Because you heard when Jimmy was like, you're in bloodline business and now you're you're a problem.
0: Yeah, man, we'll see what it what it kind of shakes out, man. I'm kind of still debating whether Cody wins this at Mania or Roman retains. I'm still pretty 50-50 on it. I can't make my decision. And obviously, for the reasons of Roman maybe doing Hollywood, taking some time off, Cody's coming in the company, you would think that Cody wins it. But I, I, I'm not really 100% sold on that just yet, man. Hey, last week, we had NXT Roadblock. And we had Dragon Lee show up, man. They showed him in the in the, in the uh, stands. Um, of course, you reported it a couple of weeks back that he was going to be coming in. Um, for some reason, I was thinking he was actually going to come straight up to the main roster, one of them. But it looks like he's going to get a shot at NXT, which is a good spot for him. Maybe kind of settles into the WWE um, uh, wheelhouse, if you will, as far as the, uh, the in-ring work is a little different from where he's been. So, yeah, man, Dragon Lee's coming, and I'm now, excited this is, about very
1: smart. this is very smart because with the, uh, Ledero Fantasma and Raquel, and you have these um, s- Hispanic stars doing uh, this, um, you know, already on the main roster, you need to see how the fans are going to react. And, I mean, I don't know much about this guy. I, is his English uh, – well as his second language because you know going way back i think sincaro could have been a huge star but that barrier of him not knowing english really well i think hurt him and not only he did blotch a lot of moves as well and he just couldn't get used to that um wwe style that we're accustomed to because you can you can be one of the greatest wrestlers in the world you talk about strong style in new japan and other you know um, catch can but if you cannot do the wwe style you're gonna struggle no matter how good you are even if you're good on the mic because at the end of the day you have to learn that style if you want to succeed in the wwe
0: man and i couldn't agree with you more i mean we getting we're getting a lot of talent like the new day we got jinder mahal coming back in the nxt to help out Um, johnny gargano you reported is coming back and he's going to be wrestling on the WrestleMania weekend, but not on the big show Mania, but he's going to be back.
1: Yeah, especially yeah. Waller Grayson, because he, he was Grayson trying to figure out, he, he wanted Shawn Michaels to come out. And did you, I don't know if you watched that promo, but Shawn was saying, you, you ain't the first. You ain't going to be the last. that Everybody wants to make a WrestleMania moment on me. I mean, terrible, <laughs> impression, Tom Michaels. I do apologize.
0: No, I saw it, man. I think Waller shined, man. I thought he, him in the ring. I think he did a great job. And when Gargano, he came out to a big pop. And so I think people would like to see this. And this is great for, for Grayson Waller. What a hill he is. And now you got someone that was been beloved in NXT, and he's making himself a name on the uh, main raw roster. Um I think it's be fun, man.
1: Yeah, um and I don't know if you caught like I said we've been watching WWE for a long time but um Rosie Perez I'm um, I'm sorry Roxie Roxanne Perez she retained her title but did you see how she collapsed at the end of the match? It was I like
0: did.
1: A homage to when that happened with Shawn Michaels. I believe when you it was yeah, when it was a Monday Night Raw, they put the oxygen on him. And I just thought, man, for Sean to give her that blessing, I mean, that just shows you how highly they speak of her or think of her, I apologize, uh, for her to reenact that. And, you know, now we don't know if she's okay, storyline wise, you know, and what's going to happen with the women's NXT uh, championship. And then yeah. also, Booker, boy, and I just
0: wanted to add, I didn't mean to cut you off, but sticking we with that, it all man.
1: episodes. So go ahead.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Well, we've been gone last week. So I have so much to say. So uh, but no Booker T, you know, that was one of his students. And so he's so proud of her. And, you know, he gets in the ring because it looked like he was concerned. Um, but the dead giveaway there was when Shawn Michaels was the guy putting the little oxygen mask on her uh, mouth for the storyline. So I was like, oh, gosh, come on, Shawn. Come on. But uh, that was fun, man, and and she's making some noise, man. And NXT, she could be making a, a run up to the main roster uh, by the end of this year, which I feel like her and Braun Breaker could. So,
1: yeah. But the biggest match of the night was between uh, former friends of of Toxic Attraction of Gigi and um oh was her Jace? No, what is her name?
0: J C. Yeah. J C. Yeah,
1: that's right. And what's so interesting about this? JC Jane, that's right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and Gigi, yes, and Gigi. And what's so great about this is, um, even though I'm more of a Gigi fan, I hate to say it, but I think she's the Marty Genuardi out of the group. I think <laughs> oh, they man. have. I know. I think they have uh, high hopes uh, for JC, and that she is going to be the star of the group. Now we don't know. But the way they're booking her, even though she got the loss, I think it's more in the long run of her being uh, maybe NXT Women's Champion um, and then moving on to the roster before Gigi. But let's see what happens just like we have talked or I have talked um, about how um, Liv Morgan was the weakest link of the Riot Squad and it had for them to break up for her to come out and she's probably one of the best uh, uh wrestlers on the main rosters in the women's division under you know Charlotte Big Time Bex and uh, Bianca um I put Liv right up there of course with no disrespect but also Rhea Ripley you know top 5 Liv is right there with them of uh, being one of the best um in the business uh for the women's division
0: Yeah, I I like what you said. I mean, you're right. She could be the Marty Genetti because she didn't go through the barbershop window glass. She got that drilled in the head with that concussion when uh, Bailey had the ding-dong segment. Um, And so it just kind of goes back to me saying talent coming in to help and, you know, carry on some storylines. But, um, yeah, those two girls, I'm I'm more interested to see what JC does now. Uh, You know what I'm really looking forward to? Uh, when it comes to NXT is stand and deliver. And so as, as you know, stand and deliver is the WrestleMania for NXT. And I am looking forward to this Braun breaker match taking on Carmelo Hayes. Uh, that's what's what we're going to get to see at stand and deliver this year.
1: Yeah. Carmelo Hayes. I've already told you. You're he, high on him. Yeah. He's just a guy that prints money, like his athletic ability, his swagger, his promos, uh, He's just one of those guys that um that it's it's coming a lot sooner. Like NXT is great, but he's about to blow that roof off and join the main roster. And I, I and I could see just the endless matches that he could have with Ricochet or even uh Johnny Gargano or even
0: Montez the, Ford.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I Woo. mean this, This guy, he's got got the it factor. And again, I don't know him from Adam, but whoever he is being mentored by, he looks like he is humbled. Again, I could be totally wrong. He could be like, hey, I'm just this young. I got it all. But he doesn't come off to me like his character does. But at the same token, you still have to bet on yourself. And yeah, this kid, he's got it.
0: Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that. That's April first, and that's going to be stand and deliver. Um, and I think it's going to deliver for sure. Um, definitely, pun intended. There. Um, yeah, man. So that we got NXT Roadblock. We had uh, we talked a little bit about Raw and SmackDown, and we got Mania coming up, um, and we're just a few weeks away from all that taking place. So, man, exciting times. I think we're what three weeks away from that weekend. Um, anything you? Uh, that you're looking forward to this week. I know we kind of briefly talked about raw and things that we're looking for there, but anything as we head over to the blue brand on Fox.
1: I mean, just continue on with the bloodline, but I want to put this in there because for some people that don't know uh, South by Southwest is going on and triple H the undertaker and uh, other speakers were speaking this past Saturday at uh South by Southwest. I haven't had time to, see the conference but it's always good um when wwe comes to these big events because it just uh keeps uh, letting people know like i already know that wwe is a good product wwe it's its own brand and people want to be around it so i mean that's just amazing for them to come out and speak but yeah yeah, no, i
0: remember stephanie mcmahon uh coming to austin i think it was the year before i guess maybe it was maybe it was last year or the year before COVID hit, um, you know, they they definitely make their presence. Um, when you talk about technology companies and, and audio and video and kind of the top tier of what's going on, WWE is right there when it comes to the production value. And so, man, them being at the South by Southwest festival is huge. Um, and, it, you know, they have a big brand. And so I don't think anyone would not want to be a part of that.
1: Yeah, and uh, another big thing this week is for all you PlayStation Five gamers, or the other sorry, Xbox. I'm PlayStation. That's who I am. But WWE 2K23 is going to be coming out, and if you pre-order, you could be Bad Bunny. You know, because we like talking about Bad Bunny. But not only talking about that, Cap. I know you've been holding it in there. Bad Bunny is going to be the host of what a live event coming up.
0: Oh, gosh. I know this because I just saw it recently. It's going to be a, obviously a, a isn't gosh, dang it. Go ahead and just how, tell me.
1: How did you forget, dude?
0: I, my mind went blank because you know why? Because I'm staring at the South by Southwest uh, poster and I'm kicking myself. I wish we went to it because I totally forgot South by Southwest was doing a free weekend. And it was uh, Triple H, Undertaker, Rhea Ripley was there, Kofi Kingston, and Sarah Fisher, who's a senior media reporter there. And they were basically discussing reigniting fan engagement at live events. So that would be kind of a cool, you know, how do they, um, you know, how does the fan engagement, the overall experience is what they're talking about. So that would have been fun. But going back to Bed Bunny, he's going to be hosting a an event. He's going to, what which event is it?
1: It's backlash in backlash. Puerto Rico. Dang it. I knew it was a Come premium
0: live event. I just couldn't I it. I even
1: gave it to you. And this is this huge. They haven't been in Puerto Rico since, what was it, 2005? Like, WWE has not been there. And this, when it hit uh social media and the news outlet. Man, like, That's what it was. Red, like wildfire. Again, you're getting a, a, I think he's a Grammy winner. I don't listen to his music. But, I mean, that is just huge for Puerto Rico. To get a premier live event and backlash, I mean that's amazing
0: and a big star in the rap game right now. And yeah, that you're right, man. I knew it was a premium live event. I was thinking of an outside, I just couldn't think of it. I was like, no money in the bank. Why would he do it in London? That's weird. Saudi Arabia uh, for the king and queen's tournament. We, which uh, I
1: was right, I was right about. But you
0: were correct. Which I'm excited about. Um, that I just don't. I just like that. It's kind of a cool, you know like I said, we talked about that, that sports bracket. And speaking of bracket, we got March Madness uh, starting tomorrow. Um, but yeah, man, that's cool, man. Bad Bunny and them being in Puerto Rico, man, we got a lot of international premium live events. Uh, I'm excited for us as viewers. It just is infectious. I think there, it's a smart play to see how this pays out. We talked about this two weeks ago about them doing it premium live events and in other international markets. Um, it get the, the fans are going to be on their feet excited because they don't see the product live as much as we do in the States. So, good man, good for him.
1: Yeah, no, and maybe we might get uh, I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. Carlito sighting, maybe
0: hey man, maybe Pre, Primo and Epico. I don't know. Uh, you might see it, maybe at least a backstage vignette or something like that. But uh, I always enjoy them, by the way. Um, so yeah, man, that's cool. I I like it, man. And WWE 2K, uh, 23 is coming out. I'm definitely getting that. I've been playing the 22 version, uh, with the kids and they really enjoy that. So I'm looking for some of the new and new features, the bigger roster. Um, yeah, we're all looking forward to that.
1: Yeah. And I want to give kudos out, even though I shouldn't have switched teams, but the Houston Roughnecks are still undefeated. I should have just stayed cheering for them, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to San Antonio Brahma's because that's right down the road, and I can go to a game. Uh, yeah, the Roughnecks are still undefeated in the XFL.
0: Well, you know what? We They're both Texas teams, so, you know, we could definitely go for both of them. Uh, but, yeah, the Brahma's not doing so well, one and three. Uh, Houston is the XFL South leading um, in first place at 4-0, and like you said. And the D.C.'s defenders are forward, though. Hey, speaking of XFL, the Battle Hawks from St. Louis, did you see they had 40,000 fans this past weekend? 40,000 fans. They're
1: showing showing all the other teams in XFL like we really want football during the spring, and the numbers show it. So kudos. The numbers keep growing for the Rock, the XFL. I'm going to say it right now. Book it. Um, You know, it is uh, Monday the 13th. Of March 2023, XFL is here to stay.
0: Yeah, I think so too, especially with that popularity and especially how the league has presented itself. I think they got it right this time. Um, I like some of their rules that I feel like the NFL could implement and uh, it wouldn't take much from the game. Um, So, yeah, man, it's going to be exciting. We might see the Houston Roughnecks taking on D.C. uh, defenders in San Antonio for that championship. That'll be a
1: sellout. That'll be a sellout. Book that one too. Hey, that's going to be fun. That'll be a sellout.
0: So cool, man. Well, I think that's going to wrap things up for Brothers of Discussion, episode thirty-two this week.
1: Yeah, we'll tell Kevin, Big Kev, not to take a week off uh, because he's a big baller now.
0: Unbelievable. He's he's lying. He's all lies over here.
1: But just so you know, before we leave, this is not going to impact the show at all. Even though Kevin is moving, uh, so we will still be uh, spitting out episodes and getting on the Twitter. So, no need to worry. Uh, brother, discussion is not going anywhere, and we will get these podcasts out weekly. If yeah, Kevin doesn't no, take a vacation,
0: exactly. I'll be in a permanent vacation. Yeah, right. I wish, but uh, yeah, guys. Episode thirty-two wrapping up here. Next week, we'll come back at you at with episode thirty-three. This
1: is one week closer to WrestleMania.
0: One week closer to WrestleMania. Keep those storylines popping, WWE. This is a good time to be a fan, for sure. Uh, but that's, like I said, we this is going to wrap things up, and we'll catch you down the road. This is Big Kevin, Fanboy Dave. See yeah. ya.